All right, well, here we go. Welcome to the 1000 Hours Outside podcast. My name is Ginny Erich. I'm the founder of 1000 Hours Outside. And I am so excited that Kevin Chandler is back with us again. And also a new guest, Natalie Peterson. Welcome to the both of you. Thanks. Hello. Thanks for having us. Kevin is the founder of We Carry Kevin, nonprofit organization that is getting backpacks connected with families to help with accessibility and to help kids who might be in a wheelchair or are less mobile to go places where they might not have been able to go before. There's so many amazing stories on the website, wecarrykevin.org, of families that are saying, this would help us to visit this person, to go to this place, all of these different stories. And you can listen to Kevin's story on our last podcast, where we talked about your amazing adventures, the things that you've done in your backpack but you have a brand new project out i love that you just used the word when we were talking beforehand it's a bridge it's a brand new project out that is bringing in the kids it's this beautiful kids book we carry kevin absolutely stunning natalie is the illustrator kevin the author kevin can we start with you can you tell us when this dream was birthed oh man um i would say probably came about the idea for it maybe four years ago four or five years ago and um you know i i had the grown-up book <laughs> um, that we talked about last time and it was out and families who used the backpack enjoyed it and um adults with with disabilities enjoyed it as well and even teenagers but there was something that was not sitting right with me which was even though it's a great book to read out loud and kids could enjoy it, I wanted there to be another avenue, another medium for kids to be able to hear the story and process it. Because probably about 95% of our backpack users, as in the people in the backpack, are kids anywhere from the age of mostly like four to 10 or 12 years old. And so that younger age, I really wanted there to be a version of our story that they could kind of claim as their own, especially because they're the ones in the backpack. They need to kind of hear the narrative themselves. So yeah, we we set out to write the book and there were a bunch of different versions of it, but we ended up sharing sort of my concerns about when I first tried the backpack and some of my concerns that I still have every time I get in it of, wow, this is much higher up than I expected. And, you know, what if we trip on something and different things like that, and then show through the book, those are legitimate concerns. But if you have trustworthy friends, and you are brave enough to trust them, here's what can come of that, these really beautiful outcomes. And so I, as it came together, I realized, this is a book, not just for the kids in the backpack, but for all kids with and without disabilities who long for genuine friendship and want to be that friend and want to find that friend as well. Mm -hmm. Wow, this is a book that brings people together. And you may be the one that's in the backpack, you may be the friend that's carrying the backpack. And what a beautiful story to bring into homes. And I agree, it's definitely one of the ones that you can meet a kid right where they're at with this picture book story in just a different way than an entire book that's 
more geared for adults would do. I was super impressed by how well you told the story in so many less words, though. Mm. It really tells the story. I was blown away. I was like, this is the book in a nutshell for kids. I just thought you did such a bang up job on that. It's fantastic. And Natalie, these illustrations, wow. <laughs> wow. The backdrops. And I love how on so many of the pages, there's several things going on. And somehow you're able to weave that in some of the pages where you've got the line that goes through and it shows a couple different scenes. I thought this is just phenomenal. So talking about bringing people together, tell me how the two of you teamed up. Do you want to answer that, Kevin, or do you want me to talk about it? Uh, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it was through, um, well, Kevin is a member of the Rabbit Room. And uh, I, my family, my in-laws started the rabbit room. So I think that he found me through the rabbit room. And um, I was like right out of college looking to do children's book work or any type of art that I could get my hands on. And this was like the perfect project. Like I was so honored that they asked me to illustrate this book and very excited. Uh, so yeah, we, we met up and Kevin... I think it was Kevin and Katie and Jennifer Trafton told me the idea behind it. And they were explaining to me like all the spreads and I love backgrounds and painting uh, scenes. And they were kind of, I remember when we met up, they were really describing all these like wonderful places that they got to journey to and how it would be like for kids and imaginative. And Kevin kind of thinks in these ways that are like, comic booky or cartoony is how he was like explaining them to me. And I was like, oh man, this just sounds like an amazing project to start working on. So I got on board and we uh, just communicated back and forth ideas as we went. It was very fun. I mean, it's absolutely stunning. It's a really mix, this mix of, like you said, it's cartoony characters, but these backdrops are just like a, the nature, the way that you wove the city scenes and they're just stunning. Like this would be a page, an example of where there's three different things going on in this one set of illustrations. And I would say my, well, I'm going to, can I tell you my favorite? Yeah. My favorite is this one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what if I get blown off the cliff? So as an illustrator, Natalie, do you have a favorite illustration in the book do illustrators have like oh this was my favorite or is it one of those things you would never be able to decide um i have a book here i was gonna see i feel like my favorite to do was the one where kevin is sitting by himself oh yeah i was so excited to do that spread because i love how it's written and i felt like that moment seemed like a really special moment and it was mm -hmm. just cool to hear Kevin talk about. So I was excited to try to illustrate him looking out at that, just how big the world is. Yeah, I loved that one too. Yeah. One of the things I've always wondered, Natalie, about illustration is, as I can't draw, but I've always wondered, how do you take a character and like the dimensions like in their face and how close are their eyes and all of that? I don't even know. And then put them in different positions and then they look the same. Yeah, it's very hard for me. <laughs> um, my husband, Aiden Peterson, is an illustrator, and he's amazing at it. I'm more of a 
landscape person. Okay. And so the characters were a challenge for me, but a really fun challenge. Kevin has a documentary of their journey, which was super helpful for me to watch. Not only because it was like very inspiring, but I got to see like kind of how the different friends walk and stand and some of their expressions and that was helpful. Wow. So you use those real life moments. I mean, I just think it's like magic to be able to take a character in this scene and that scene and draw them so that it's the same person. I can't even believe that people can do that. It just turned out so fantastic. And I think you really captured this group of friends so magnificently. Just phenomenal illustrations. Kevin, did you see like sketches along the way or did you see it as a finished project? How did that go? Yeah, there were there were multiple kind of levels or tiers of, of the whole process. It was a different experience for me because, so Jennifer Trapton helped me with the writing of this one, which is fun because her husband helped me with the writing of the original book. And so it's just this, this fun family connection there. So we, we wrote this script and gave it to Natalie. And then for the next, what, year and a half, two years, it was like my part was my writing part was done but then you know every few weeks or every couple months natalie would send me you know some new spreads or new designs and sometimes it was we were talking multiple times a week and sometimes it was like she's working on it and i'll i'll see something in, in a bit but i i kind of felt like i don't know maybe the closest i'll ever get to feeling like a a director you know and in, in like a film or a project or where she would send me something in it and either me or Jennifer would, would say, oh, this is, well, usually it was, this is perfect. But, you know, if there was anything, I was like, oh, well, let's, what if we have this person looking this way instead? Or, you know, could we address this person or, you know, different like small nuanced things. But um, it was really just kind of letting, letting Natalie run with it and enjoy watching her process. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, it was like, she worked on character designs and sent me a few different styles. And so we kind of whittled it down to what we wanted. And then she put together thumbnails of not human thumbnails, like uh, thumbnail pictures of, <laughs> yeah, of, of each, each spread and um, just like pencil sketch, you know, quick sketches and sent me basically a one sheet of the whole book like on one piece of paper to like say okay well now that we see this maybe this scene needs to be played out in two pages instead of one or three pages and you know that where are the the page turns and and does the rhythm of it work right does the timing work well and then from there she did more detailed artwork and then added the colors and I mean uh, it was just really cool to witness kind of from start to finish it's so neat to do new things yeah because then you you dip your toe into I mean that's a whole piece of layout right so Natalie's got this drawing the backgrounds and you've written the words but then there is actually another piece of layout where do the words actually go right and in this book in particular it's very creative in some of the spots you have to have that blank space. So this, what if I get hurt? I do just absolutely love this page because this is another one that has three different scenes in that spread of two pages. Who figures out where the words go? 
that was well i i guess we talked about this recently didn't we that i because i i think you did the same thing i did which was we dropped the artwork separately into like an art program and kind of dropped the words in as best we could just to get an idea mm -hmm. but um the words were all put in by a secondary editor like right before it went to print um so we we didn't really have much say in that um but i will say uh, you know i said the art the the writing process was all done but as natalie turned in pages you know whether they were completely done or, or getting close there were pages where i realized oh we don't need this descriptor we don't need this extra sentence or mm. you know the page where tom leaves me on the hillside that natalie was saying was her favorite i ended up rewording the last section there about um like kevin got to sit i i don't remember how it's said now but got to have a moment to himself or something like that and i i don't even remember what it originally said but i I realized, oh, this is a moment that the reader needs to be able to settle into. And her artwork does that. And I want to make sure the words match that as well. So there was like a tweaking of the literary side as the visuals came in, which was kind of, a again, a, a new experience. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's the director part yeah. where there's all of these different pieces that come together as a cohesive whole. And what I love is the adult book, We Carry Kevin. So these books are fantastic to add to your family. There's an adult book and a kid's book. The adult book has color photos in the middle. And so that is part of the pieces that bring that book to life. And then the same thing happens in this book. Natalie, these illustrations just bring this story to life. And we are trying to get kids outside. And I think that your depictions of nature the depth here the colors are just so stunning like even this one you know when they're going to hike up the mountain and all those layers of clouds and the boat setting off i mean just absolutely phenomenal so i think that's a cool tie-in between the two books that they have this these visuals that bring them both to life so this is well done i want to say i mean i was blown away yeah thank you blown away it just turned out so phenomenal so let's talk about a couple logistic things one is that you will be doing a tour in 2024 and i know natalie will be there for some of them can you tell us a little bit about that so people can make sure they don't miss it yeah um <clears throat> well the the dates are still coming together but it's going to be the spring and then uh we'll hopefully do a little bit more out west in the fall but that's that's a bit a ways away so we'll see but um but that's the the plan but uh in the spring yeah we'll do some stuff kind of in the midwest and and head south as well so natalie will join us for the stuff around nashville and um we'll do an event with rabbit room as well as a, a few other friends in that area we'll be in chattanooga and then do some stuff in florida um chicago and yeah just kind of bounce around a bit so mm -hmm. that's the plan and our we originally it's so funny i keep saying this but it's like we originally planned on this but now this is happening but that's life i guess we originally wanted to just go to schools and and share the book in schools uh and some of that is happening like in chattanooga we've got a a great school that we're we're working with and they're actually plugging us into the whole community and 
we're basically going to go and spend like a week there and just visit a whole bunch of different groups of people, which will be really great. But then, you know, like in Nashville, we ended up getting connected with some other groups like the Rabbit Room. And um, in Florida, we'll, we'll do some stuff with some churches and same with Chicago. And so it, it's just turning into this really beautiful hodgepodge of communities that want to, to share in this experience with us. So I'm looking forward to being out there. And my wife, Katie, and I are just going to get on the road with some good audiobooks and see what happens. This is really exciting. I think kids love to meet authors and illustrators. So what any opportunity, and I know you have a newsletter that people could sign up for at wecarrykevin.org so that they can make sure that they're in the know if you're coming to their area. They can come meet you and, and possibly Natalie. I see a lot like within our own family that when we're trying to pull away from screens a little bit more, a lot of what our kids do with their free time is they like to draw and they like to make art. Mm-hmm. So Natalie, what a cool thing to be able to come and to meet like a real life artist who has this as a career. You said you had graduated and then this was one of maybe your first projects. Did you go to art school? I didn't go to art school. I went to Lipscomb. Uh, University in Nashville and studied animation. That was my major. Okay. The art section of a liberal arts college. Well, that's so interesting, isn't it? How that our paths of life, life are not always necessarily a straight thing because this is different from animation and yet you still had the skill set to be able to do it. So that's fascinating. Was this your first kids book illustration? Yes. Yeah, first illustrating kids' book. I paint backgrounds for the Wingfeather Saga animated TV series. And so this was uh, kind of similar to that, but I got to draw characters as well. So, And when you say you paint, is that painting? Like, so I know today you can paint on a program like Procreate where you're painting on an iPad, or is it painting like analog painting? I paint on Procreate. I do like the sketches and stuff on paper, just because it's it's easier and it feels better to have real paper to sketch on. It feels more creative to me. And then I take a picture of those drawings and put them on my iPad and start painting. Wow. So for kids that are listening, is this a passion that you had as a child? Is it something that popped up in your teen years? How long have you been interested in doing art? I started drawing like most kids. I just started drawing and didn't know that it could be a job. And then I watched, uh, after I watched Beauty and the Beast, they have a thing at the end, a bonus scene at the end with the basically old men hunched over their desks drawing. And I was like, oh, I want to be one of those old men hunched over their desk drawing. That looks so fun. I had no idea you could do that as a job. And so from that moment on, I was kind of like, I was kind of set on becoming an artist and I just drew I like I know a lot of kids draw but I think the the only difference between like people that aren't artists and people that are artists is you just keep doing the thing that you as a kid know how to do like Mm -hmm. I don't know how to draw but I just kept on doing it Mm -hmm. was there any part of you that wanted to say no because you were scared so you've got this skill set you do backgrounds you do them professionally, but now you're going to have to add this these characters, and the characters are important. I mean, this is what this whole book is about, are these characters and the journeys they take. Was there any part of you that was like, I don't know if I can do it? Oh, yeah. I doubt myself a lot, 
And I was, at the time I was uh, just graduating and got married. So I was, I was feeling like, oh man, I'm an adult now. I'm doing real jobs, real important jobs. And I don't know if I can be a real life adult and carry through with this. But um, I, uh, Kevin was very encouraging throughout the whole process, just like thumbs up and things and helping me f- even help. He helped me figure out like certain ways to depict things that I wasn't really sure about, which was helpful. So it was nice, even though I was nervous to have very nice people to work with. It made the experience good. And that's the theme of the book, right? We rely on others in different ways to help us through different situations. What finally pushed you over the edge to say, yeah, I'm going to do it? Well, I knew I, I knew I wanted to do it. I just had to keep, fin- it's hard to finish things, especially art when you can just keep going back and kind of doodling on it and working with it. And it was hard for me to actually send, sometimes it was hard for me to actually send my painting over to Kevin or my drawing. So I was like, if I keep it with me, I can just keep working on it and nobody has to see it. So that, that was the hard step that I had to make the decision to say, okay, it's done. Mm-hmm. Let's just let people see it and and then go from there. Let people come in and help and go from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I, I think that kind of goes into a theme with the book too of of trust and and saying, okay, I'm I'm gonna share this and trusting that you know Kevin will give feedback, but also like he trusts me and and yeah, there's just you're right, Jenny. There's the theme of the book was totally what we were doing as uh, yeah. as it came together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that neat? Trust and courage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I had written down that those were the big themes of the book, mm-hmm. which were what if. And so that's a theme for Natalie's experience too, right? What if, what if nobody likes them? What if I'm not able to make these characters? It's not the thing that I normally focus on. And then this trust piece, which that wording was in the book so many times, trust me, trust us. And that is the give and take of human relationships. So yes, you are actually doing it in a different way. Just love the messages of the book because they do permeate When you're an active family, you need snacks that are easy, but also healthy. And that's why we love Wild Way Granola. It's soft and chewy and the perfect addition to your yogurt or smoothies for those mornings when you need to get out the door to the beach, the trails, or any other adventure that comes your way. There are great flavors like coconut cashew, banana nut, apple cinnamon, dark chocolate sea salt, peach pecan, and vanilla bean espresso. My kids love the banana nut and peach pecan. The granola tastes great, which obviously is important for kids, and is made from 100% real ingredients and doesn't have any added sugar, seed oils, preservatives, or other artificial flavors, so it's something we feel good about eating as well. Wildway Granola is all about providing your family with wholesome nutrition to keep you energized and it makes life easier and healthier, a winning combo. You and your family deserve the best, so save 20% off your first order with the code OUTSIDE at wildwayoflife.com. That's wildwayoflife.com. Go to wildwayoflife.com and use code OUTSIDE for 20% off your first order. And one of the other specific things is that part of the plan for this book is to send it with a backpack. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think starting in January, every backpack that goes out will include the picture book as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What an exciting thing. 
So people can find that at wecarrykevin.org. And we just joined in, which was a really special thing, the story. And I shared it on my podcast just recently, but we hit a milestone of 5 million downloads on our podcast which that kind of stuff is weird, you know, like I'm not all about like the self, like, let me congratulate myself. <laughs> but on the other hand, sometimes those things are fun. And, you know, also you're just saying things for listening. And so we wanted to kind of figure out a way to have a little celebration. And so we decided that we were going to give five backpacks in celebration of these 5 million downloads. And that was such a cool story, Kevin, because we got on the phone right away. It was like, shoot an email. It was kind of last minute. And it ended up overlapping with your 1,000th backpack giveaway from 1,000 hours outside. I thought that was such a cool match up. And it was a great opportunity for us to really dive into your website, which people should come look at because you have these different causes. So can you tell us a little bit about the causes? Yeah. So the causes, we started it actually right about a year ago. Because we had families that would reach out to us and say, we would love a backpack, but we can't afford it, or we can't afford the shipping or, you know, different things. And um, so we, we set up like a crowdfunding profile on our website for each family that wanted a backpack. And so, you know, if your family wanted a backpack, you would fill out a form. And from that, we would create this profile for you. And it's got a progress bar of how much you need to raise and you can share it with your friends and, and we also share it with our community. And it does a lot of things that I, I really love because the two main questions that we've gotten from families all over the world are where did you get this backpack and where did you get these friends? And uh, the backpack question is easier to answer because, you know, we worked with a manufacturer, we made the backpack and now it's available, you know, but where did you get these friends is a more kind of complex question. <laughs> and so I feel like this new, oh, it's not new anymore, this year old uh, aspect of what we do uh, helps to hopefully answer that question a bit, which is it gives a family voice. It, it gets them in front of people with a need, but it's kind of a fun need. You know, it's not, can you take me to the hospital or help me with the restroom? It's, can you help me get this backpack so I can have an adventure? It's a easier threshold to step into inviting people into your need. It's also an easier threshold for your community to step in and say yes. Um, and so you share it with your community and your community gives toward the, the fundraiser and our our audience gives towards it as well. So you get a few new friends in the process and uh, everyone that gives to a profile uh, automatically gets updates from that profile. So when the family gets the backpack, you get a picture of them with the backpack. And if they go on hikes or adventures, they can, if they want to, they can send updates and, and you get those updates. It kind of teaches and, and comes alongside families to say, here's how you invite people into your need and um, invite them to be a part of the solution. And our hope is that that fosters community and friendship. And so you were able to give to five of those and fulfill five of them. Two of them went to Ireland um, and the other three, I think, were here in the States. And one of them was our 1000 backpack. And so Katie and I, my, my wife and I actually got to 
drag out to Iowa and deliver it in person. And they were actually, since we were delivering it, we were like, let's take a picture book. And so they got to be the first family to get the children's picture book as well, um, which was fun too. And we ended up spending the weekend with them and went out to eat with them and went to church with them. And yeah, just had a great, great experience just being friends. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And so yeah. What a cool thing, how the book helps with both of those questions. Mm -hmm. And I love that you say that this is a story for kids in general. The hope would be that as you know, these are the 1000 hours outside listeners, the hope would be that they'd be on a trail this year, or they'd be at a picnic or someplace this year in 2024. And they would run into someone in a We Carry Kevin backpack mm -hmm. and team up. You can team up to help carry or to just even know what it is. And so this is a beautiful picture book to add to your collection. And I mean, kids are huge fans of the wing feather saga. We got friends like that love that they watched all the things. So to know that you've done the background paintings for those, that's a really cool tie in too. So I just love that, that kids could come and, and possibly meet you or at the very least, like have this tangible thing from Natalie with all of her illustrations and just beautiful. I mean, those backgrounds, wow. And the colors, so what a cool thing, the front cover, the back cover. What a fantastic thing. So this is available now. There's the We Carry Kevin picture book and the We Carry Kevin book for adults. Tell us real quick, where's the best place for people to purchase those? Yeah, so um, I would say the best place to get them is on our website, wecarrykevin.org. Um, and you can get both of them there. And uh, they actually ship out of the Rabbit Room warehouse in Nashville. So uh, it's... Uh, just continuing with the theme of working with our friends. So you can get it on our website and I, I think you can get it on Rabbit Room as well. Mm -hmm. And Natalie, you do other art too. I, I did a weird, you know, like you have to research the people that are coming on. So I did see that you also have an Etsy shop. So can you tell us about that? Yeah, me and my husband Aiden have an Etsy shop where we sell prints, mostly whimsical art. Um, we have some originals up there and some prints of digital art. It's fun. It's a little thing we do on the side. And where can people find that? Etsy.com slash Aiden okay. Peterson. Okay. And I can throw the link. I, you know, there's like show notes. So I can throw the link in there too. There was one sentence in the book that just so drew me in. You say, as Kevin got bigger, so did his dreams. And I think that you really see this illustrated in your life where as you grow and as we all are growing in life, our dreams get bigger and then our dreams include other people. And I think that is just a really special part of your story. When we talked last time, it's just you and I, and now here's Natalie and all these kids are going to get this book and be able to connect with each other through these illustrations and these words. I'm so impressed. I loved it more than I even expected. I, I mean, like, you know, it's, it's a jaw-dropping picture book. You get this and it is just absolutely stunning and the words and the themes are so beautiful. So well done, well done. Natalie, I'm gonna ask you a question that I always ask at the end of a podcast. Kevin already answered it last time, so now it's your turn. Uh, the question is, and we ask everybody, what's a favorite memory from your childhood that was outside? Oh, that's such a good question. I have to think about it for a second. The first thing that popped into my mind was uh, I grew up on a cul-de-sac, so uh, I got a lot of time to play outside, and I had a 
Bradford pear tree right next to my house, which some people don't like Bradford pears because they're stinky, but I, I loved that tree. And so one of my favorite memories is just climbing up in the, my tree and I had a little MP3 player and put my headphones on and I would just watch the kids play in the cul-de-sac uh, up way high up in my tree. And um, yeah, I miss that tree. Oh, that's beautiful. You have that yes. cool, a cool vantage point. That's so special. Simple things, yeah. simple things. Well, thank you both for joining to celebrate this huge occasion, a new book into the world, a very important book. We carry Kevin, a very beautiful book. And um, hopefully people will be able to connect with the both of you or even if um, even one of you in 2024 with their families as you head out on these tours and people can find more information at wecarrykevin.org. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.